Hey friend, and welcome to the Camera Brave Show. My name is Marissa, and I help people fearlessly create content and find their own beautiful voice. In this show, we talk all about strategy, mindset, and confidence, not to mention the power of storytelling through my personal favorite thing, video. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's dive right in. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, I want to talk about how we can begin to trust ourselves and helpful practices that can help build this fundamental component of not only finding your own voice, but to living in your truth and to ensuring that you're staying in alignment with what your goals are and with what's happening inside of you to reflect this in daily life. So let's dive right in. One of the first practices that I've come up with for trusting yourself is quite simple. It's to start listening to yourself, to make it a habit to listen to these inner feelings. And they're going to come from a variety of places. It could come from your heart, from your from logic. Um, They could come from your gut. They can stem from a variety of places within you. But one of the best places to start is going to be with your gut feelings. So let's talk about how we can start to listen to our gut feelings and what to do from there. So listening to yourself. It may sound simple, but it can become really easy to marginalize the feelings that we have within us because we have so much on our plates. We have so much external going on that it can honestly be really easy to minimalize what we're actually feeling, whether it's from our heart, whether it's a logical feeling, whether it's from our gut, it can become common practice to diminish these feelings and not pay them any mind. But in reality, these are not random thoughts. If you're getting this tug of emotion, this deep feeling that some decision needs to be made, that some action needs to be taken, there is so much power in just listening to that and recognizing it. And that's really going to be the first step in building a trusting relationship with yourself. Just think of it as, as any relationship you have with a friend. Don't you listen to them when, when they need you, when, when they're bringing their immediate needs and their concerns to you, of course, you're going to listen. You're going to take what they're telling you and bring it all in. And you're not going to minimalize it. You're going to listen to their feelings and treat them with respect. So that's going to be the next step deeper into developing this trust with ourselves. is going to be, first of all, listening to ourselves, but then taking that next step and validating these feelings, treating them with respect not minimalizing them, not viewing them as silly, especially if it's something that comes from passion and say a dream or a goal. I think that it can be so easy in adulthood to 
treat these dreams as silly, as fantasy. And if you can treat your dream with respect and validity, then you're taking the next step in making it something that could actually be attainable in life. You're taking it from this thought, this grandiose, massive illustration in your mind and honing it in and saying, you know what, dream? I see you. And you may sound like a complete fantasy to others, but there's something here. I feel this passion and zealous over this dream right here. And so I'm going to claim it as mine. I'm going to listen to this and I'm going to treat this with validation and with respect. Not saying that there's a perfect world in which the scenario becomes my reality, but it is something that I want. And I'm not going to take that lightly. I'm not going to let myself treat it as silly. I'm not going to let the harshness of everyday reality diminish the light that is within this passion and within this dream. So treating your feelings with respect is such an essential second step to trusting yourself. Because if you're only going to listen to these feelings, just like you listen to a friend, it's going to go in one ear and out the other if you're not taking it and sort of protecting it and elevating it and giving it merit and worth, just like a good friend when they're pouring their heart out to you. You're not just going to go, uh-huh, yeah, okay, sure, I listened. <laughs> You're going to take it and know that their feelings are valid, know that this is something weighing heavy on them, and not marginalize it. I think this reverse situation experiment is incredibly helpful. It's something that I personally do quite often. If your friend told you that they were experiencing what you're experiencing now, how would you advise them to respond? Would you advise them that their dreams are delusional? Would you tell them that it's just a fantasy or that the likelihood of them actually achieving what this gut feeling has put inside of them that that it's a pipe dream? Or would you tell them that, you know what, that's amazing that that you're feeling this way? I think that's I think that's awesome. Would you encourage them to do something about it? Would you encourage them to at the very least embrace these ideas and these thoughts that they're having? This reverse situation experience also works really well if you're dealing with a lot of negative feelings. So when I find myself in a situation where I think I didn't get enough done this week, I really could have pushed myself further. When I'm feeling these intense thoughts of self-doubt and negativity, I like to, to pause and think about one of my good friends. And do this reverse situation where if that friend told me what all they'd accomplished this week, and if they told me that they felt they hadn't done enough, but they had achieved what I had achieved in the same week, how encouraged 
I would be for them, how I would want to lift them up and just coat them with positivity and how I would just tell them how proud I am of them and that to take even these tiny little wins and respect them and feel valid in them, especially when you're doing things that are new or scary or may feel unfamiliar to you. If it was your first time hitting the gym in three months, you may say, you know, I only went once and that's a bummer. That's not going to get me my dream body. You could instead treat that decision with the respect that you would if a friend told you that. If a friend told you, you know, I went to the gym this first time in three months and I didn't, you know, get that great of a workout in, but I made myself go. Would you not tell them like, that's amazing. I'm so proud of you. Can you go again next week? Like that, that would be great if you could go again next week and, you know, maybe down the road, you could incorporate a second day. So when we're able to take our own self-criticisms and doubts away from the situation and flip it to positivity and the encouragement that we would give to a loved one, it's amazing how different that inner voice becomes because our own inner voice to ourselves can stem from intense criticism that we would never push onto someone that we admire and that we respect. So this reverse situation experiment is a really great way that you can play with validating your own feelings, listening to yourself, and respecting those feelings that you're having. From there, it's time to start evaluating these feelings and allowing the feelings to be a portion of the consideration process when we're determining what action we're gonna take. So not just full on jumping in, you know what, I feel this sort of way and that's gonna be 100% of what determines my outcome. No, no, no. But taking those feelings into account and allowing them to be considered and allowing them to be significant when you're making your decision and when you're deciding what your next step is going to be. Incorporating these feelings into action and seeing the results of what that outcome is when you incorporated this self-trust and listening to yourself and seeing it play out in everyday action is going to be one of the best ways to really build this validity in what you're doing. When you can see the results, we're results-oriented, factual, testimonial-based society right now, okay? So when you can see the results of an action that stemmed from just a gut feeling, it's going to prove to yourself that, wow, I'm so glad I listened to that feeling. I'm so glad that I didn't marginalize it. I'm so glad that I took that feeling and that I incorporated it into being valid and respected and being considered when I went to make my decision. And now that I see the outcome, I'm happy with it. I'm content with it. So it's these habitual practices of listening and validating, then incorporating into actual action that are gonna build this foundation of self-trust. So I recommend starting with those gut feelings because they can stem from emotion, logic, 
They can be a mix of your situation, of your past experiences. And it's really a culmination that roots itself deep in your gut. I really listen to gut feelings quite often. And once you get in the habit of trusting those gut feelings, you can get in the habit of trusting just pure emotional feelings and thoughts. And again, not completely basing your action off of there, but allowing it to be valid and to become incorporated into your decision process and work toward each different segment of listening to yourself, validating those feelings, and from there incorporating them into a decision. Now, sometimes a feeling may not lead to the most appropriate action, but when you're developing these patterns of listening and validating, you can determine the merit of what this feeling is. Even if these feelings are not cause for action, by listening to them and evaluating them, you're still able to do this self-reflection that builds up awareness in what the root of these feelings are, how they're manifesting. And and even if they're not meant to take action, there's still so much power in recognizing what they are, how they're playing a role in your life. The more you can identify and trust this voice, the deeper trust you'll build within yourself. The more that inner voice will strengthen and the more valid you will realize your emotions are. And that incorporating them into your daily life only deepens the trust within yourself and will bring your life into alignment where what you're feeling on the inside is reflected with your actions in your daily life. I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode and that you feel encouraged to build this relationship of trust within yourself to start listening to that voice and start with your gut. If that's, if that's your strongest indicator, like it is for myself, start there. And once that feeling is evoked and you can listen to it and identify it, it's time to validate it and give it some respect. If you find this reverse situation experience helpful, find validity in what we're feeling, and at the same time to take some of the negativity and pressure of self-doubt off of our own shoulders. And sometimes we don't even realize how malicious that inner voice can get until we have the thought of, oh my goodness, I would never say that to a friend. I would never tell a friend that they didn't push themselves hard enough. I would never tell a friend that they should feel shame and guilt over what they did not accomplish that week. Yet we say these things to ourselves. So listening to this voice, building a trust within yourself, and then being able to rewrite this beautiful, healthy narrative within your mind and in your everyday life. I really hope that you found some wisdom within this episode and that you're feeling encouraged and valid to trust in yourself and to listen to these feelings and treat them with respect and allow them to become a portion of the consideration process so that they can be incorporated into action. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. I'll see you next time on the Camera Brave Show.